And here we go. Let's see if the sound is working. We got the thing ready to queue up. I'm more prepared than usual. I'm not quite sure what is working. We, there you go. Okay, so let's start it up. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh from the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Uh, things are he heating up a little in David Rosendahl's <laughs> page or group today, printing group. I had some great conversations with printers yesterday. One said, those meetups you run for the WDMA are a gold mine. She said, how could I have ever gotten to meet those people in the real world? <laughs> and she told me she's gotten landed a couple of multi-hundreds of thousands of print run jobs just in the last couple months because of going to those. She says, I, I want to tell people at my at my company about them, but I'm, I don't want them to come. <laughs> so join the WDMA is all I got to say. We're the number one direct marketing association in the world, in my opinion, the world DMA site. So get over there, join, support us in our work. The Drum had an article that said 73% of workers say that their bosses ignore them, which is, but they don't realize, you don't realize if you're an employee, you know, I used to be an employee back in the day, and uh, finally, and I was always coming up with suggestions, I was like the guy who fills the suggestion box, and my boss sat me down and said, John, here's the way it is, he said, I know you want affirmation, I, you know, I hadn't, I was a marketing consultant by then, and I, I hadn't really taken any marketing courses, but like all great marketers like David Ogilvy and others, you know, it was a fit for me. So uh, so he said, look, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to evaluate you on every little thing I ask you to do. Here's the deal. If it's really bad, if it's in like the bottom 10%, way worse than I expected, I'll let you know. And if it's way better, top 10%, I'll let you know, Okay. But 80% of the time, I'm not going to say anything. That means, you know, it might not be the way I looked at it, but, you know, it's it's okay. And that's the way bosses are. That's the way they have to be because they don't have just you as an employee. They have, you know, at least five other people, which means you get 20% of their time or their attention anyway. So 73% is actually low. So, you, you know, probably there's some troublemakers in there who get, get more than their share. Anyway, just wanted to give you that life wisdom. Okay, so yesterday we were talking about pumpkin, a pumpkin spice article in the Hustle. And I said, I wonder where pumpkins are produced. And so I went over and checked out the USDA. And here's acreage. And you can see Illinois is way up on acreage. But both California and Illinois were not high up in the pumpkin spice survey data that the, that the, uh, that the Hustle put out yesterday. However, most of Illinois' pumpkins are devoted to uh, pumpkin pie innards, you know, the ground-up pumpkins, the pumpkin pie filling. And like California, on the other hand, and Michigan and Virginia sell uh, the retail pumpkins. And so they actually maybe make more money than Illinois, uh, interestingly. Um, and so anyway, but every one of the 50 states raises pumpkins. So the correlation that I thought about, which was maybe there's lots of pumpkins around, so people like pumpkins, is not the case in yesterday's data. But if you want to see how a data scientist kind of thinks about data and looks at graphs and charts, 
or your CFO and CEO, because they'll always be questioning your data. <clears throat> Go back to yesterday's show. I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, and the articles are up at WDMA.org uh, if you subscribe or join. So anyway, then the style consultant, you know, who who really liked the show, uh, decided that they would try to figure out um, where this data came from because it didn't make sense to her that Starbucks would be publishing the percentage of of latte buyers uh, uh, who chose the pumpkin. And um, so this was the graph. This was essentially the original graph, which showed West Virginia way high up in the scale. Uh, or is this the right one? Pumpkin spiced America. Which states are more likely to pi- put purchase a pumpkin spiced item on Instacart and she said this isn't even about Starbucks data Starbucks wasn't even in it even though Hustle mentioned it so Jacob uh, Cohen who wrote that Hustle article was picking and choosing which is often the case with marketing data people like to pick and choose but the data was really from Instacart and I learned that I could even buy at Costco from Instacart (laughs) The style consultant says, I'm not supposed to say what I don't know. That's a rule. But what I don't know is a lot more vast than what I do know. So I'm okay with it. If somebody said, I think it may have been Jordan Peterson, that you know, you can fall in love with what you know or what you don't know, but there's a lot more of what you don't know. So that's where I aim. So Instacart was actually, the data came from, uh, bottled coffee drinks down here, number 10, top pumpkin spice products via Instacart. All that the hustle was looking at was the bottled coffee drinks. And it was the Starbucks, it was the number of people buying Starbucks pumpkin spice iced coffee at the grocery through Instacart. So it was really, really, really kind of a spurious indication of who's buying what here and so i apologize for that it turned out it was a little more spurious than we thought but wisconsin did come in number five a strong number five whereas in some categories like cheese and brandy wisconsin leads the pack anyway (laughs) let's go on this is a really good article Five Ways to Incorporate Direct Mail into Your Marketing Funnel. It's really good. Ashley uh, Jorgensen, direct Marketing Director of Mail.com, and um, has the, the regular stuff about how email and direct mail are not pushed together. No client I've ever, I never said that to client. <laughs> Style consultant, you're not supposed to comment with stuff that makes me distracted. <laughs> I'm giving you more credit than you deserve. Anyway, <laughs> so um, Ashley's point is that life cycle marketing is one place where direct mail can work very, very well. And she and she lists off uh, a bunch of ideas uh, that the postcard now can be six by nine. But she says, first of all, you can onboard new customers and uh, excellent idea. And uh, even a thank you card in the box that you're shipping, John Worth, my longtime friend John Worth, actually split tested that. You know, we talked about testing techniques and and he uh, gave the even numbered zip codes a thank you card and then the odd numbered zip codes he left it out. And he did it for six months to see 
if there really was a boost from putting the thank you little postcard into the packing materials and it turned out there was and i remember what it was maybe 14 to 20 percent something in there but it was a significant boost it's funny because you think oh i got to do this electronic stuff no you can do some pretty simple stuff you don't need to redefine your entire erp or sell across foreign borders or any of that just put a thank you card in your dang shipping container okay so uh, you can also do a follow-up if customers don't engage with early mailings. Now, here's the caveat that I would add to Ashley's article. Excellent article. I'll post it in the WDMA.org later today. The caveat is not every customer is of equal value. Okay. So one of the big challenges that I faced entire, my entire career in machine learning was who do we send a follow-up catalog to? How many catalogs? And a catalog, let's say in round numbers, runs a buck when you're all said and done. It's probably not, it doesn't have to be that high, but let's just see. And, you know, what we found was that most Amazon buyers weren't worth sending a catalog to. It was a terrible ROI because, you know, in direct mail, we can figure out the ROI per channel, per vehicle, per drop, if there's a significant uh, number of people in it. You know, you got to be careful. And that's why John Worth ran the, the program for several months just to make sure that the data was correct. So um, not every not every customer is worth getting a postcard and follow up. I think every customer is probably worth getting something in the box. But what happened was that uh, so what you have. To, so what you can do is you can use modeling and you can use testing to decide who's worth a follow up mailer follow-up catalog, a follow-up postcard, those can be tiered, right? And there's some who aren't. So email them. That's the least expensive of those three. But it's still personally targeted, and you can still put a thank you and mention the items that they bought. Post-purchase thank you. That's what we were talking about already, okay? Uh, she talked about a handwritten note from the CEO or president. I think it was funny. Copy resembling handwriting. Now, that's kind of a, let me just tell you, and the market builder down in Phoenix We'll do this for you. We'll we'll generate the we'll generate the uh, the handwritten note, and they told me that I could generate my own handwriting, and it's not it's not super easy because the letters have to connect up sort of. But you go through and you write your ABCs on a piece of paper and scan it and send it to this site, and they will make a type font for your handwriting. And I sent it to a couple of CEOs, and a couple of them wrote me and said, where'd you get that font? I like that. Can we use that on our follow-ups? <laughs> anyway, point is that you can do a nice follow-up note. You can, uh, you can encourage them to buy again, a postcard. I think if you actually split test it, there are more effective vehicles if you're already doing them, if you already have a catalog. That was mainly our mission. 25 years was who's worth another catalog that's the way i taught it to dick cabela i said dick if you had one more catalog left would you give it to the guy in the blue collar neighborhood or would you give it to the guy in manhattan manhattan guy has more money but dick said the blue collar guy probably spends more on fishing and i said dick that's exactly what the model says and he says that's what fishermen are like and he liked that okay so birthdays I love birthdays. I love getting birthday cards. The, the True Value Hardware sends me a birthday coupon 
$5 for whatever you want to buy in our store. I love that. I just love that. You know, if it weren't for those mail, you know, I don't know what they think it does, but if they weren't for those mailers, you know, I always mean to go to the hardware store, but I hate doing do-it-yourself projects around the house. <laughs> and oftentimes I need a big sheet of plywood or something else, you know, and so I end up going to Menards or a big box. And so the postcard, though, and the harvester is just literally around the corner, walking distance almost. And not for me, but for anybody else. And uh, that gets me in there. And I always buy way more than the $5, but it gets me in there. And uh, what a great, powerful little tool. You know, they try it with email. I don't even see it. I, I, I mean to see it. I look for it. Never, I never see it. Okay, triggered email. Uh, you can add a signature direct mail piece. I mean, there's a lot of good ideas in here. I highly recommend that you get the article. Oops, I've gone over my time. The style consultant is going to be sending me funny comments. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. I just got a warning. Check your encoder settings. Keyframe settings. 1.48. Recommended 2. No idea what that means. I hope it's still transmitting. And have a great weekend. Bye-bye.